Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues Booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. Champ Kerry Davis, I'm Randy Carricker, and we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. It's always important to find out how Darren Pang is, but as important to find out how Brucey Pang is doing. Panger, good morning. How you doing? Well, good morning. Uh, you know, Brucey and I just uh, just kind of hanging out right now, and um, I actually went to get a coffee cup, and I just kind of crashed on another glass, and poor Brucey was tiptoeing through the tulips so that didn't get in any trouble. He's a smart dog. You know, he's just sharper than me in the morning i'll tell you that right now but good Good. he's doing great he's my little cavapoo puppy's doing great hey hey, panger are the uh are the blues still looking to make some moves before the deadline yeah carrie that's uh i I think i mean i i would think that if somebody comes knocking um on another asset that's especially a a ufa that you know army would army would certainly you know (laughs) listen to what it was i mean i was actually surprised carrie you know that uh that someone didn't call, and, and we still have till, uh, uh, what do we have, till Friday, March the 3rd, and, and we still, I'm still surprised that, you know, a guy like Thomas Grice is a very valuable commodity. You know, we got a lot of teams out there that think they're contenders, um, but don't have a lot of depth and goal. And, and if you think you're a contender and, and you need something, I mean, that might be an area that, uh, that he, you know, gets a call on. And, you know, not sure what, what it would be like or not sure what the team has for cap. Uh, but uh, I think he's a very affordable and, and extremely competent, uh, you know, whether he's a second guy or a third guy. Um, you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, and your second guy continues to get hurt like Matt Murray, um, and you've got Joseph Wall there, who's a St. Louis kid that's a really good goaltender, but he doesn't have any experience at all. I mean, wouldn't it be safe to, with all the moves that you made and all the assets you've given up, that you at least have an NHL goalie ready uh, if needed? Uh, as a third guy, so. But other than that, I mean, someone could knock on uh, on a Pitlick or a, or a Levo. Um, those are the other guys that are UFAs. But uh, I, I would have to say that he's uh, snug as a bug in the rug right now and doesn't have any more pressure on him to do anything. Panger, I really appreciate that Army has gone to the media and to the fans and said, "Look, we can play our best game and still not get over the hump." That's where our talent level is right now, unfortunately, because of the moves they've had to make. But as a player, how does that go over in the room when, when your president of hockey operations says, hey, we, we can play really good games here and we can't look at the results. We need to look at just how we played individually. Did we do our best? Yeah, it's always um, interesting. I, I, you know, as a player, you, you listen really hard as to what, he's, you know, what your manager is saying. And is it a, you know, you just listen as a player. You're like, is he okay, wait a second, are we good enough? Are we not good enough? How did he just say that? You know, uh, 
Um, I, I, I'm going to say this, that, that uh, the players by and large know that they didn't play consistently enough to convince, you know, army um, or a lot of people that, that they were, you know, that they were going to be good enough to get on a roll. But I break this team down into, I don't know, about 15 different chapters. I'll, I'll take the first chapter, the first few games. It was like, Whoa, okay, let's get it going. Then they danced into Edmonton and they absolutely hounded Connor McDavid and shut them out. And I said, okay, there's chapter two. That that's it. That's if is that the team that we're going to see all year? This team's going to compete for the Stanley Cup. And then they went on the eight game losing streak. And you go. And then they went on the seven game winning streak. So I mean, I mean, listen. I think the bottom line was there were just so many ups and downs and ebbs and flows and inconsistencies. And the bad were really bad for me, and the good were really good. So so what happened there? And, and why couldn't they be a more consistent team when you're losing to be more competitive and scratch and claw your way to a 3-2 loss or maybe you get it into overtime or a shootout and lose. But they just, for whatever reason, that, that just didn't happen. You know, the time that I, I started seeing the team again was after the Tarasenko trade and then three wins, straight wins. I'm thinking to myself, if Army gives them maybe six or seven games, maybe this team will, will pull, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe they will pull together and get it going and be the team that we thought they were going to be at the very beginning. So, but that didn't happen because there was an opportunity to make a move for Toronto. Hey, Banker, uh, Bruby made headlines last week with his comments about players just not playing hard and his top players not doing their job. What were your thoughts about that? Um, I mean, I think what, what he was saying was he was talking about passion and talking about playing hard together. And, you know, I mean, I've done enough games to know that, um, and you guys have listened to my broadcast. There's, I've done enough games where I've basically said as much on the air, um, maybe not as, you know, maybe not as direct, but, you know, he's challenging his best players. I, I, I've had many coaches that have challenged the best players. What I liked about it, I'll be, I'm going to move forward. I didn't mind what he said. Mm-hmm. That's just me. I didn't mind. Um, I, I, I'm not sure how I would have felt if I was a veteran player that had played a lot of games and played a lot of games hard and well that a, a young player like Torpchenko steps in there and hmm. says you know and says what he said uh, based on only a few games that he's played. I mean, I think there's kind of a whoa, okay, hold on here. But okay, now I'm going to go another. I'm going to go a step further. I wish that the veteran players were the ones that were in the locker room that night. Okay, so there's only so many names on the board, Kerry. I'm not sure if you, you know what happens here, but not every single player after every single game is available to the media which it used to be, and for some teams it is. But now it's written on the board, and it's those players come out and, and, and show up and talk. So maybe there's some criticism about the younger player like Torchenko saying as much as he said, but, but for me, I would have liked the entire, you know, the, the, the veteran group to be out there as well, you know, to answer. And may, maybe it's frustrating because they're, they have been the ones that have been you know, answering the bell after every game, win, win or lose, mostly losses. You ask the veterans to step out there, but so there's a lot of things that went on that night. Um, and then what I liked was the response by Robert Thomas. It was like, okay, that's what we want. You want a leader. You want you want him to step out and, and show he cares. And Robert Thomas did, and 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 questioned Chief, which 
I, I, mm. I thought that was fantastic. And, and, you know, it's almost like, okay, there you go. That's leadership right there. Step up, and now the next game, let's, let's move forward here. And so a lot of elements to that, you know, that, that one comment by, by Chief kind of started a whole parade of, of uh, you know, of, uh, again, maybe chapters to this book of this, of this season that we can all learn from. Yeah, we had Robert on, and I, I thought his answer was fantastic. He did answer it, you know, the the best of his ability, and and really, yeah. I don't want to say challenge, Chief, but but challenge the notion that they weren't trying hard. Um, as as a player, as a veteran player, how do you get that effort to where your coach isn't questioning it, you know, game after game? And by the way, that was a good question, Robert, and it was a good it was a good answer, and I I knew it was on. Mm-hmm. I knew it was on this award winning show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, how do you? How, oh, so oh, so now I now I forgot the question. Sorry, Carrie. So how do you, as a player, <laughs> how do you get to the point where you all are playing to the level where your coach yeah. isn't questioning it anymore? Well, I think that's happened. It's been kind of a lot of times during the year, and so how 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 do you? I guess you hit rock bottom every morning. You look yourself in the mirror and you say, "What more can I bring to the table?" And you know what I mean. I, I carry you played on teams too, where you're, you're probably wondering, okay, why is that guy pulling on the rope or that guy pulling on the rope? And <clears throat> how can we get everybody pulling on the same rope? And I, I guess that at, at some point, if, if you feel like at the end of the year that maybe there's, you know, maybe, and I'm just being very hypothetical here, maybe there's a group of guys that just don't want to pull on the rope. Well, you, I think you've got to make moves to make sure that starting the next year that everybody does do that. And so, I mean, I know there's a lot of hockey left to be played, um, and and when you're not in the playoffs, a lot of times you you play you play freer, you know, because there's there's not you know maybe there's not that pressure of trying to catch that line. But I I really believe it's imperative for the Blues players to really work their tails off, to really give it everything they've got, to not be you know don't be don't be not quitting, but don't be don't go through the motions. This is very important time for for the St. Louis Blues fans to know what they've got here. They've been loyal to these players every single game. They've been the most amazing. They've been the MVP of the season for me. Has been the fans that have shown up every single night. So what do you you got to play hard. You got to give it everything you've got. And I thought the second half of the Pittsburgh game was a really good game. I thought it was not the first period, but the second and third period. I, I thought that's the way you got to play down the stretch. And and now they're going to have to make up for Ivan Barbashev. And and so now we got you know we got Kasperi Kapanen coming in who's got something to prove. So you know maybe this band of brothers can come together and pull on the same rope together. Panger, last thing from me, I'm going to run down just a list of names here, uh, and this happens to be defensemen from Stanley Cup champions. The last several: Kale McCarr, Victor Hedman, Victor Hedman, Bo and Petro, John Carlson, Latang, Latang, Keith and Seabrook in their prime, Drew Doughty, Keith and Seabrook in their prime, Drew Doughty, Chara in his prime, Keith and Seabrook. How hard is it to win a Stanley Cup championship if you don't have one of those guys on the blue line? <laughs> well, I'd say very, very difficult. I mean, you know, I think the Blues, though, you mentioned Petro, and, and I, I mean, I just think that the Blues were the most unique of that group because of you know, because of Bo and Pareko played phenomenal hockey, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and then, you know, we had Joel, Joel Edmondson, all long bodies that could move, you know, all long bodies that could stop the cycle that were, you know, could spend two minutes on the ice at one particular point. So, um, but you have to have a horseback there. There's, there's no question. You have to have a, I think you have to have a big stopper and I think you have to have a guy that can lug the puck and, uh, and then you have to support him with big mean guys as well. I think, 
you, let's watch through the Stanley Cup final again. And, and I guarantee you that the team that wins the Stanley Cup is going to have that, that big group that's going to be able to defend really, really hard. No doubt about it. Panger, great stuff. Uh, by the way, you, you're here today, right, for Blues and Kraken. What do you got tomorrow? I'm flying tomorrow. Oh, I've got, I've got uh, the New York Rangers at Philadelphia. So I could have Patrick Kane and, and Vladdy with the New York Rangers uh, against Philly. And then I'm going to meet the team in, uh, in San Jose on Thursday and continue on the road trip with, uh, with, uh, with the team. Okay, good deal. I wish you were in San Jose on, well, yeah, uh, I know that the TNT thing is great and lucrative, but isn't San Jose pretty close to Pebble Beach? Tease me like that. <laughs> stop. stop it. We got two days off in, in Arizona, though, so I've got some plans, okay? All right. <laughs> we'll see you there. Thanks, Banger. Appreciate it. You're a bad man, Randy. You're a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you later. That's the great Darren Pang with us on 101 ESPN.